big, beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Hello, and you are listening to Of Mice and Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I'm Sean. And how are you today, Sean? Overall, I'm very fine, thank you. Good. Well, you know what? Today, we are going to be grumpy old men. I, I, yeah, yeah, we are. It's yes. like Carl, yep. early, early movie Carl Fredrickson. Yep, I'm yep. We're just early movie, early movie up Carl Fredrickson, or, you know, in my case, Donald Duck. <laughs> yes, yes. I figured, I figured Donald might come up on this. So, yeah. <laughs> you think somebody that just wanders around and goes, here's what I think's wrong. <laughs> so if you haven't gauged what our topic is, it's things we dislike. Now, I want to preface this by saying Sean and I are big Disney fans and we have, you know, mm. on occasion we have some gripes, but most of the time we're very positive. Right. And and some of mine on this list, because I, I, I honestly we hadn't talked about what what necessarily direction you were going. I, I've got a couple on here that are things I don't like about Disney, but I've also got several things on here that I don't like from other guests at disney fair enough that's fair so, yeah so hopefully this will be a lively cantankerous discussion oh it will be cantankerous for sure um well good and start us off there sean what, what's what's one of yours that you just you just that makes that grinds your gears well i i hate to harp on the past i hate to bring it up because the ship has sailed but I think we can all still agree we're really ticked that Fast Pass Free is gone and that the Magic <laughs> Express is gone. Those were horrible decisions, Disney. Horrible. Now, as a stockholder, I go, well, those were pretty economically sound because people are paying 30 bucks a day now for Genie Plus and and you know, but still, uh those but my get, dividends my haven't gone up that much. Jeez. What? My dividends haven't gone up that much as a stockholder. You haven't even gotten a dividend in forever. So well, that's my point, Sean. I, yeah. <laughs> you made it sound like they hadn't gone up. They've gone down drastically to zero. Grumpy old man. Um, chapstick. I yeah, chapstick. Get off my lawn. Get off those topiaries, chapstick. <laughs> Um, so that, that, that's just my, that's my first gripe is, I, I mean, were those, were those things that were on your list? Yes, they were. Both of them were, because I always do, you know, but so you've covered magical express, which is just one of my, now I will say not that we're being positive, but mirrors was a very nice experience. However, good. I'm glad to hear it. Magical Express. Even so, you had to pay for that and your bags didn't show up in your room. No, they didn't. I do miss that. It does sound like that could be coming to Mirrors Express. The idea idea of the baggage making it in your room. The thing is with Mirrors, it's in the same location. It's the same buses, the same drivers. It is Magical Express that you should pay 90 bucks for. Now, although I will say it was less expensive to use that than like an uber because we did price it out so it was cheaper that yeah way. right um okay so here's one of mine since we covered a few is the attraction upkeep now here's the thing in the past disney's been like 
lauded and recognized for how well they, you know, keep their attractions with the paint and the, the mechanics. Now I have noticed on this last trip and I've noticed with other people's videos as well, some of the details are missing. Some of the attractions have issues that never really get resolved. Some of the paint doesn't get touched up. Eyeballs Welcome go. You, disco Yeti. Miss, there you go, Disco Yeti too. So like, and I just remember in previous trips, just noting how well everything looked and, you know, it was always repaired. And like, yeah. I can tell you how, how, like there's a little, that little hippo on Small World has been broke for months with her little eye, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, as Disney fans who are out here championing, championing, you know, the company, the philosophy, the experience, it is tough to, to look at those things and go, I'm here singing your praises because your history is, is a little greater than your, your current situation. Yeah. And, and that needs to change. You, we need to get back. If you're going to charge, because here's another one, is there's rising prices. You know, mm -hmm. have I still planned my future trips? Of course I have. But do I recognize that it's getting harder and harder for the average American family to afford a Disney trip? Yes, yes, it is. And, and that breaks my heart because Disney can and should be for everyone. Well, and, you know, on that topic, because this is one of mine as well, is, you know, the ticket price, we've talked about this before. I don't mind the ticket price because when you really break it down, the ticket price makes a lot of sense and is actually a pretty good deal. But the lodging and the food and the Genie Plus Lightning Lane and all that, I mean, come on, especially after all of the price increases, you just increased it again. Like, come on, man. Like, that yeah. to me is where things are. Like, I don't mind paying the ticket price because it is a pretty good value, I think, for what you get to experience. However, Agreed, all but you better fix that prices. hippo's eye. For yeah. those prices, you can still afford to fix the hippo's eye. Also true. Also true. Um, but sorry, I, th I think I interrupted you there. No, no, no. I was just, I was just piggybacking on your cost of everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just that's, a bummer. It's certainly something we don't like now. And I will talk about rising ticket price. I mean, I, cause as you said, I do understand the whole, the whole tier system, you know, making, sure. you know, making it more of a value to go during certain slower times when they want to encourage people, you know, come, come during this time. Cause the resorts are cheaper because the tickets sure. are cheaper <laughs> along with that. I go, it makes absolutely no sense at all for anyone to go between Christmas and new year's when you are at premium resort prices, premium mm -hmm. ticket prices and the biggest crowds you will ever face. That to me is mind boggling. Sure. Except I know some people, they just love being there during the holidays and some people, you know, with teachers and student schedules, it's the only time you can go. But, but trust me, if you, if you want to find some cheaper ways to have a better time at Disney, they are there. Yes. And, and Disney does help with that to a certain extent. Sure. So, all right. What else? So what one else? of mine... 
<laughs> so one of mine is the staffing issues, which I know everyone is dealing with right now. But yeah. I will say some of the magic is gone from the resort stay because of that. Um, you know, we had, we were, it took us two hours to get into our room last time. There was not one day where they did any kind of housekeeping. Like we were emptying our trash ourselves. Oh. Um, and, you know, it, it is what it is, but it was just, you could tell that aspect of it. The resort stay was a little bit hindered. Now I'm sure at the deluxe resorts, that wasn't the case, but we were staying, you know, at all stars. And right. Um, well, and we don't and you, know. I mean, it, it might have been slightly affected at the bigger, at the fancier resorts, but it probably was certainly not to the extent you were dealing with. No. And, you know, it was just disappointing because, you know, I had said something because somebody came by the room one day because, I mean, the, anybody who works at Disney is amazing. And they did come by and they apologize. You know, they're like, we're really understaffed, but we'll make sure it gets taken care of. But then it never got taken care of after that. And, you know, that was disappointing because I am a champion of Disney customer experience. I even have books on it. And like anytime I'm in a leadership position, right, that's something I preach. And the fact that Disney's not practicing what they used to preach was disheartening right. for me on this last trip. Yeah. Yeah. They need to get their act together and, and get, get back to the level of Disney quality that if you're going to keep up in the prices you you better maintain your standards and your values or or improve them right you know and 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 also you know it's like you're making a lot of money here you know how fairly are you paying those people that empty the trash cans and clean the rooms at the value resorts it's like maybe you need to look at offering a little better pay scale or offering a little more benefits and I'm a stockholder. I get it. You've got to make ends meet, but you know, you can get better people if you pay them more money. So. Right. Yeah. So you're already charging us point. quite a pretty penny. So. Right. Ugh. All right. What's the next thing you want to grow? Well, I guess I've, cause I said I had a few more on here and mine go. Well, here's, here's another Disney one. It's like the, the waiting on the buses. Yep. I it's, have that too. It's, uh, you know, and I, it's an age old problem and, and I know Disney tries its best. At least I think now you get like, you get like the sign that will tell you how many minutes it's going to be to a bus. And I think maybe even some of the in-room televisions like have the bus schedule on them. And which the, is a the, bit more helpful. the app does too. The app oh, has it as well. So, um, yeah, but I still, have that too. Like, they still can't seem to perfect the idea that it's like you wait 20 minutes and then two or three buses come along right in a row going to the same place. It's like, no, that's poor planning. Well, and honestly, I think, you know, the last time we were there, we noticed that there was less, there were less buses running, especially at night, uh, like after the park closes. So, I mean, you had people waiting there, you know, upwards of an hour. Right. And, you know, and the buses just weren't running. And, We, you know, I get it. Like, I've always been pretty patient with that. I understand it is really convenient for them. If you have to wait a little bit, you have to. But there were some times where we were like, uh, I mean, we could have Ubered over at this point. You know what I mean? And, right, you know, especially at the end of the night when, you know, families have kids and everything else, there were some nights where we were waiting so long. And, you know, we are not people that like leave the park as soon as the fireworks are over. 
we were people that, you know, we wait around and we literally are there until they kick so us out. You're not in that crush of people that are making the huge lines right after a parade or right. fireworks. Right. But yeah. Yes. And again, I think it probably comes down to this labor issue. And, and uh, it's, it's another reason why I truly recommend, especially the Epcot resorts to people. Because yeah. you've got the most that you can do without touching a bus in terms of walking into Epcot. It's a longer walk, but you can still certainly walk to the studios. Sure. And you've got the Skyliner to take you around between those. So anymore. Um, now, of course, we love staying at Bay Lake Tower. And at least with Bay Lake Tower and the Contemporary, you can walk to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Or you can take the monorail to ticket and transportation and switch to the Epcot monorail. So again, you've got pretty easy access to two of the four parks because transportation really is an issue. And so I I always try to push, depending on if you're going to visit the Magic Kingdom more or if you're more Star Wars and, and Epcot, especially if you're there for a festival, stay at one of the Epcot area resorts. Well, and I'll tell you, like I've been looking into DVC a lot and that's like high on my list is, okay, what's off the Skyliner? You know, like Riviera, for instance, is like top of my list right now. Largely because of where it's located. Yeah. And I still have yet to stay there. Someday I will stay there. But if you can buy that as your home resort and be able to make the, the, the advantage with DVC of having an 11 month window, cause that's what we just reserved for September of 23. Yeah. And I had, I had my pick of dates. I had exactly the room I wanted, you know, virtually any time the month of September. Sure. And, you know, all of that changes the day that the seven month window opens and you can reserve at other DVC resorts. But we digress. I'm not cranky about that. <laughs> I'm cranky about people who don't move all the way down when the parks are busy and it's, you know, any theater show. And I'm like, what makes you so damn special that you get to stop in the middle when they're clearly telling you to move all the way down? Yes. Yes. What is wrong with those people, Tristan? Uh, they are just no. special humans. Some of them I don't think speak English, but not all of them. That cannot <laughs> sure. be the excuse. That cannot <laughs> be the excuse for all of them. Because I have a feeling if we snuck up behind them and went, oh, look, there's a $100 bill, they'd look. Oh, probably, yeah. So, so I just, because I guess a lot of these in my next section are, why are you this horrible person coming to Disney? Now, granted, I know someone who stops in the middle is not necessarily a horrible person. They're just somebody that thinks the rules don't apply to them. And I Which go, is, yeah, I go that. No. First of all, if you move all the way down in the row, you're going to get out of the theater first. And I also guarantee you that Disney has done a pretty adequate job of making sure that your sight lines in that seat are not horrible. Sure. And we'll all get the show started a lot sooner than if everybody has to climb all over you. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on that until and say people that are being, that are, are really obnoxious at night when they're writing like pirates or, Haunted Mansion, like, you know, the late night teens that are still there uh, ruining yeah. the experience for everybody else. 
just right. awful. Harper and I had a wonderful like last few rides together and one of them was pirates and we still liked it, but there was just like teenagers yelling and like just being really obnoxious and kind of ruining the whole experience for everybody. Right. And yeah. like, just stop. It's like, a lot of people's first time on this. Like do not right. ruin it for them. And, and you'll understand, I guess, someday when you're older going, what is so special about what you're doing that you have to ruin an experience for other people? Right, right, right. How selfish is that? And what, what do you get out of it exactly? Right. Who in the fuck Along knows? with that go those people who take those damn flash pictures and anymore, <laughs> anymore you don't really need to take a flash picture, really. No. If you're going to take a picture, set your camera to the non-flash setting. It's like, this is not the 1970s when it was still annoying, but still most people were polite enough to follow the rules. Or those people that like have full-on conversations on their phones while they're on an attraction. Oh that, my God. I could not deal with that. That happened a few times and I wanted to pull their phone and pluck it down into the water of Splash Mountain and be like, stop it. Yes. Uh Yes. Well, what else is on your list? I'm, I'm down to just kind of one thing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm a lot crankier than you, I guess. <laughs> um, you just kind of covered a lot of mine. So. Well, I know because I was like, well, I also asked Jackie for some input too because we both get irked from time to time. Uh, well, here's one that I, I, I argue both sides of this coin because I have lived both sides of this coin. Uh, and that's that's people on the electronic conveyance vehicles, your EVC. Now, there are the people that are on them a lot, you know, like you use it to get around in your home and you bring it with you to the park to get around. And then there's the people who rent them and have never driven one before. <laughs> and the two sides of this coin, the two sides of this coin are I have been with my mom who was on an ECV and knew reasonably how to drive it. She didn't have the best eyesight. I'm not saying she was perfect, but the number of people who are just paying no attention and just step right in front of it are just, you know, it's dangerous for them. It's dangerous right. for the TV. And it is, you know, it's just, look where you're going. I know it's Disney World. I know you're on vacation, but be aware of your surroundings and don't jump in front of a, of a vehicle that's moving forward that is going to take a little time to stop. Sure. Um, and, and so from an EVC driver standpoint, I get it. Also, I mean, Jackie had a chunk of her heel taken out by somebody. We were in a crowd of people walking around the Epcot, you know, uh, promenade with the countries we were actually headed to our french after or our parisian afternoon with bottomless mimosas which was lucky because after a few of those jackie didn't feel the chunk that had gotten take out of taken out of her <laughs> heel or her but i mean it was a it, it was a crowd that was moving on mass right but but the person on the evc just ran right up on her and and you know it's not like she jumped in front of it she was walking in front of it and this and the driver of the ECV like hit her and then acted like it was her fault. Of course. And it's like, I I understand that maybe it's a little hard to control, but if you hit somebody, actually say you're sorry. 
or if they jumped out in front of you, say, be careful, or I, I don't know. It's just, it's very frustrating. And, and Disney can and should and always will, I think, be a place that everyone should be able to visit and have access to things. You know, Disney goes out of its way more than any other theme park on the planet to make sure that, you know, I was really surprised dealing with my mom in a wheelchair as much as we did how many ride ve- ride vehicles can accept a wheelchair. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them can even take the ECVs. I mean, some of the boats that have a platform like in Small World and stuff, I go, oh. go out of their way to be accessible. So don't don't abuse it. Don't run over people and don't jump in front of those people that are there. I guess that's a, that's my soapbox for ECBs. Um, it also, I think, spreads a little to now I start sounding like just a grumpy guy who doesn't deal with kids at Disney. And I know Disney is for kids. I've heard that said. I, I may not believe it all the time, but I understand. <laughs> I understand there is a faction that believes, that, and I'm kidding. I just, and I know there's, there's this, there's sometimes this war in social media of like people without kids shouldn't be at Disney. And it's like, oh yes, we should. And oh yes, there should be cocktails available. And, you know, it shouldn't become a drunken brawl that makes your family uncomfortable. There's room for all of us, right. but, but, don't don't expect your stroller to be the center of my universe. Don't <laughs> don't try to run me off the road because you brought and I and I mean it was getting so it so bad that Disney clearly limits the dimensions of strollers because I'm like you're wider than a car here with your triplets and you're that's you know I'm sorry you know, put them in the one that like lines them up at least. So, um, also on that topic, if your kids are old enough to walk, make them walk. Like when I see like 12 year olds just sitting in a stroller, I'm like, get the hell out. You can walk. (laughs) Now that I have another kid one, and I know this is near and dear to your heart because I've seen pictures. It, it is a little, if, if you're going to hold your kid on your shoulder for the fireworks, Put them up there from the beginning so I know not to stand behind you. Well, you also should position yourself in the right place. Like I have put Harper on my shoulders, but we are always making sure that we're like in front of a pole or, you know what I mean? In a space where like, we're not obstructing anybody's view. See, because you're a decent human being and I, I get it. It's you're, you are there to help your kid have a wonderful time, but you're not the only person on the planet at that moment and just try to be considerate and you know exactly as Tristan says it's like can't can't you find a a location that that where maybe yeah you're towards the back of the group and you're up against a fence where nobody's behind you put the kid on your shoulders by all means but if you're in the front what are you thinking when you put your kid up there after we've all been standing there for a half hour in the show to start and now all of a sudden, where I thought I had a good view, I have a view of your kid's back. Especially so, if you're like in the middle of Main Street, don't do that to anybody. Just stop. God bless you. <laughs> I didn't want to have fisticuffs over that. And I felt bad because I knew you. But clearly you are a decent human being who thinks about these things. Also, like unsupervised kids. Oh, I'm God. like, Disney World is not for your child to run around by themselves. No. 
or Ew. it's not for your kid to run around the queue either. Like uh, stay in line, stay in line. <laughs> and again, those people that think the rules don't belong. Well, some people, I get it legitimately. You have been in line for an hour and your five-year-old has to pee unless sure. you're in, unless you're in flight of passage where you get the magic middle bathroom, which I can't believe has not become more popular with Disney design. You know, I, I know that is an instance where you have to leave the line and you have to get back to your party. But people who line jump, those are other people that I don't like. No, no, no. no. I, I actually told people, Jackie will probably tell this story at some point, but I, I told off some people who spoke French and tried to pretend that was why they were jumping the line. And I spoke to them in enough French that they knew that that was not acceptable. <laughs> And, and I called the cast member and they they got they got removed from the line. Oh, I love I, that. No. Um, OK, so I, I wrapping things up, I guess. The other people that you just well, I guess Jackie and I have certainly overheard those people who act like they know what they're telling people is true. Oh, God. Yeah. Just making stuff up. And especially like if, I mean, Jackie, Jackie pointed out, it's like the kid will ask a question about an attraction or something and the parent just makes up something or makes it. And it's like our parents had a free pass because they didn't have a phone in their pocket with all the information of mankind on it. Sure. And, and, but it's like, get on the app and look and see what time the parade starts or, you know, I, to hear people talk about how they're going to go to the studio and see the Harry Potter stuff at, at, and, and galaxy's edge. I'm like, don't no learn. Don't, don't spread falsehoods. Harry Potter and star Wars are not in the same universe, let alone (laughs) theme park. They're owned by different conglomerates. Um, (laughs) But uh yeah, I guess I guess the only other thing I and this goes back to to Disney itself. Disney dining has become so cutthroat for yeah. some of those reservations. And yes. I I had a client this morning who is traveling next week and the Ockershoes Princess breakfast or they it's only open for dinner. They're only doing like a 4-hour window cuz again the whole staffing thing, I'm sure. But, you know, the, the reservation window opened this morning and she was on there clicking her little heart out, got nothing. Uh, and and it's I mean, and that's she was on there at like five forty five or six. No, five forty five central time, because the, the current consensus is it goes live between five forty five and six o'clock central because it goes live between six forty five and seven east coast. But. It's it's so cutthroat to get those those dining reservations that you really want. And I don't know how Disney can fix that, but it's it's just frustrating that if you're not up at an ungodly hour, click and refresh. Good luck. Well, and that kind of piggybacks onto mine is like the excessive planning that's now required. I mean, in some ways it's fabulous, but in other ways, I mean, come on, like it's really hard to like like have a like kind of semi-relaxing vacation where you're like, all right, today, what's our adventure? No, you have to know what your adventure is. Well, and you have to know the timing from 
point A to point Z, because if you don't, you're not going to get it. And, you know, there was a time when you could wake up at your resort and be like, okay, what am I going to do today? (laughs) And now, you know, you can't do that. Because I do talk to guests and especially people who are thinking about planning a Disney vacation. And, you know, on the one hand, Disney has kind of ensured a little job security for me as a travel designer. But, you know, you start explaining, you not only have to have a ticket, but you have to make a reservation for the theme park that you want to visit first. And you'd better do that, you know, at least two weeks before you get there, because like this coming week at Disney, Magic Kingdom is sold out like three days and, and the studio is sold out a couple of days. And it's like, you, you're right. You cannot just wake up and decide where you want to go on a whim. You have to decide before. Now there's a certain amount of, you know, if you talk to somebody who knows what they're doing and can give you some sound advice, you know, like, okay, how many days are you there? Okay. Make sure you don't reserve a park on the middle day. Cause you need to recuperate, you know, you know, there are some smarter strategic ways to do it, but you're absolutely right. It's, you have to plan. A, now they, they, have tried to present genie plus as a way to not have to plan as much um which i kind of understand what they're trying to sell on that it's like yeah you know know, we had a great yeah we had a great time with genie plus like we were very lucky and we really used it to our advantage but i can see why it would frustrate people Right. Absolutely. Especially if you get confused about the two hour rule and the fact that you can make the first one at seven, but the next one only two hours after the park opens, not two hours after seven. And it does get confusing, but, but I don't think the park reservation system is going away anytime in the near future. No, I think that's here to stay. So, uh, so what can you do? You just figure out when you're going to go. You can just complain on a podcast like we are doing right now. Yes. Dang it. We want our Disney the way it used to be. (laughs) The the one improvement I, I mean, it's, it's still cutthroat dining, but I will say you now only have to plan what you want to eat 60 days ahead of time instead of 180. Yes. And I used to have to decide where I wanted to eat six months before I got there. (laughs) and and at least now you're able to reserve it yourself online i do remember the days and i was not a travel agent at that point but i remember seeing tutorials about how you what you had to do and how you needed to practice calling the number and what you had to say to the person who answered the phone in order to get cinderella's royal table because Mm -hmm. they only were phone you know it was only phone lines at that point And so you had to start calling like five minutes ahead and pray you were one that rang through as soon as it opened. And you were like, Cindy's Royal Table on September 2nd at 10 o'clock, because then they could like grab the reservation and then you could give them the information. But it's like time is of the essence. And it's still like that for for Cinderella's Royal Table, for Be Our Guest, for Space 220, you know, for Ohana for even some places like California Grill. So I don't know what they do to fix it, but gosh dang it, it makes me mad. I know. Well, 
I I liked complaining with you. For yeah, <laughs> it's always fun to just gripe. And I know and we don't do it often. And have somebody validate it, right? So please, listeners, know we will do a much cheerier episode next time. Yes, it will we will. Be full of sunshine and positivity, and much more Mickey Mouse than Donald Duck. Well, if uh, someone would like to go down to Disney and then gripe with us, how could they do that? I bet you could help them do that, Sean. I could. I would love to. You can find me at Briar and Main Travel Boutique forward slash Sean. Uh, is the webpage where there's a work with me button. You can email me, Sean at briarandmain.com. Um, my Facebook page is Sean at Briar and Main. So as long as you spell Sean S-E-A-N, you're probably going to find me. And, uh, and what about entertainment options or, or places they can tune their TV to see you, Mr. Tapscott? Oh, yes. Well, if you happen to be in the Quad City area and you have a night free, you could come to the Mockingbird on Main, which is a small arts incubator in downtown Davenport that I run with my wife, Savannah. We focus on uh, cultivating new works and on occasion have some really cool special events. Um, we had a Disney speaker in a number of months ago, and it was really cool. cool. Jackie and, uh, Jackie, and I also attended a really, really cool new work that was a reinvention of our town a few weeks ago that was just, you know, a modern take. You know, it, you guys do you guys do things that wouldn't necessarily happen elsewhere in a really intimate setting. So, yeah, well, thanks for that. That's a lovely endorsement. Um, and uh, you can catch me on stage at Circuit 21 on occasion, but if you happen to be in the Quad Cities, you can uh, turn on our local CBS affiliate, WHBF, or the local Fox affiliate, or the local CW, and catch me on a local lifestyle show called Living Local, which I uh, host and, on occasion at least, and then um, I produce now. So uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm on the television, I'm on your phone, I'm on the stage, I am your Ryan Seacrest of the Quad Cities. So uh, I bet you don't get to complain as much on TV as you got to here, though. They don't like no, complaining on TV. No, no, no. I had to be more cheery on there. But uh, yeah, we'll no. So, you know, off. but I thank you, everyone, for listening. This is a, a little cool little side project that Sean and I do that's uh, that's super fun. I love doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you're listening and that's fantastic. You know, we're over 40 episodes in now and. That's so awesome. So I have, have like almost a couple thousand listeners. So we appreciate yeah. it. So, you know, Please that's so awesome. And we appreciate you. And, we hope uh, you don't complain about us. Like we complained this episode. And if you do record it and send it to us, you know? Yeah. We want to listen to other people be cranky too. Yeah. But Sean, it's always a pleasure <laughs> to speak with you. You too, buddy. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we will see you real, real soon. soon. Yeah. <laughs>